Welcome to Common Ground Berlin, a talk show encouraging debate and a deeper understanding of hot-button topics in the German capital and beyond. I'm your host, Soraya Serhadi Nelson. When someone says Fußball in Germany, you probably think of this. But believe it or not, football in Germany can also sound like this. First down for the Rebels. Sie befinden sich jetzt in der Hälfte der Dresden Monarchs an deren 44-Yard-Linie. Zwei Minuten sind noch. Your ears aren't deceiving you. The German announcer mentions a first down and the 44-yard line. He's at an American football game being played in Germany. And as senior producer Dina El Sayed has learned, it's not some passing fad. That's right, Soraya. American football in Germany is about more than expats throwing a pigskin in the park. There is a nearly eight-decade-long tradition of gridiron football in Germany. And the NFL, which is the world's highest-grossing sports league, will make history in Germany in November. FC Bayern soccer stars Thomas Müller and Leroy Zane explain in this video. Hey, NFL. We heard you're officially coming to Munich. And we couldn't be more excited. Touchdown! OBJ! Let's go! We've made so many friends from our relationship with the NFL. From the skilled players to the big guys. Even our coaches mixed it up. We made long-lasting partnerships. And we've come out to visit. Now it's time for you to come to our house. So put on your lederhosen and practice your best touchdown. The NFL is coming to Munich. Let the games begin! It will be the first regular season NFL game in Germany. The defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers will face the Seattle Seahawks. Tickets for the game sold out in minutes. We have around 65-70,000 seats in the stadium and we're right now at 600,000 registries of um, interest for tickets. So this is probably the one sports event this year in Germany where everyone wants to go to. That's Dusseldorf native Alexander Steinforth, the NFL's general manager in Germany. I did have uh, some um, roles before in the sports industry, but I never had one single event where my um, inbox, email, LinkedIn, WhatsApp has been so crowded with ticket requests. So how did American football get to be so popular in a country known for soccer? It started after World War II, when American troops stationed in Germany introduced the sport here. Today, Germany is seen by many as the top market outside of North America for American football. A growing number of NFL players with ties to Germany have helped increase the sport's popularity, like Jakob Johnson of the New England Patriots. He was born in Stuttgart. There are also some 500 teams with more than 70,000 members who play American football in Germany. The newest teams are part of the European League of Football, or ELF. Its German-born commissioner and co-owner is Patrick Izumi. He recalled his early encounters with American football in Germany. There was a kid in the neighborhood that played that was older than me, and you know, obviously I saw some pictures, and to me it was kind of a weird sports where you wear a helmet and the ball is not round but it's an egg so to speak 
so I became interested. I didn't know anything about the game. It was, to me, back then it was very complex with all the rules and didn't make a whole lot of sense. But there was something about this game that interested me. And when then when I started playing, I fell in love with it and, and stuck with it. Sebastian Urich is a sport management professor at German Sport University Cologne. He said in an interview via Zoom that German fascination with American football is to be expected, given strong transatlantic ties. I think they might also be successful in attracting um, younger fans because we see that they are increasingly losing their interest in our most popular sport, soccer, because it's a bit boring and it's what you know their dads and granddads uh, have been doing in the last decade. So this might be a good counterpoint maybe to yeah, soccer. We'll hear more about ELF and its prospects later. But first, let's talk about another league that began in 1979 and helped American football become a sensation in Germany. It is called the German Football League. Each year, its top two teams play in the German Bowl. One team trying to make it to that tournament is the Berlin Rebels. On a recent Saturday in the German capital, the Rebels played in their stadium against the Dresden Monarchs. But the home team didn't experience a home field advantage. A German announcer tries explaining why a referee's penalty against the Monarchs player was tossed. The Monarchs ended up defeating the Rebels 27 to 23. There aren't many people in the stands, but Rebels captain Rory Lamont Johnson takes it in stride. The American linebacker from Vicksburg, Mississippi, has played for the German team for 11 years. He spent one year with another German football league team, the Berlin Adler, or Eagles. That year, the Adler won the European Bowl Championship. I had to come back to the Rebels because even though I was an Adler, I played with the Adler, but I was still a Rebel at heart. He describes some of the similarities and a few interesting differences between American football in the United States and Germany during our interview with him at his home in central Berlin. The rules are about the same, it's just more the refereeing is a lot different. Where in America, the referees are a little bit more relaxed and lenient to certain things. Like, football is aggressive, aggressive sport. So we are going to talk noise to each other, curse each other out. Who cares? It's like, it's a man's sport. We play it hard right now. But in Europe, I get in a lot of trouble every time I say anything because, yeah, my mouth gets me in trouble. I haven't, I haven't got kicked. Well, I did get kicked out last year, but before, I went at least 10 years in good. No trouble. Colorful language punctuated the recent Rebels and Monarchs game. Johnson also notes some geographical differences in how the game works here. It just depends on where are you in Germany. For me, in the north of Germany, 
the referees are a little bit more relaxed. But if we go to the South, it's like you have to tuck your shirt in here. Your socks can't. Yeah, it's, it's like being with your parents or something again. <laughs> Johnson is what is known as an import. Imports are experienced football players from North America who are recruited by overseas teams to boost the level of play. But the leagues limit how many imports can be on a team. Depending on the, the rules of the federation, it's typically somewhere between two and six players per squad, and you're only allowed to have a certain amount of them on the field at one time. That's John McEwen, a former starting tackle at North Carolina State who used to play on a number of gridiron teams outside the United States. He runs the website American Football International. I think it's to create so there is some parity, so you know wealthier teams can load up on imports and dominate the uh, teams that can't afford to pay um, a lot of imports to come in. So you typically always the best players on the teams that sign them. But obviously these are also kind of guys who are in for one year, maybe two years, and then they're they're off. But they, some of them stick around, some of them coach, and some of them really take advantage of the opportunity to live and work and travel in another country and play the sport, but also coach and raise the level of play for their clubs. The Berlin Rebels captain, Johnson, was formerly with the Green Bay Packers. He was also briefly with the New York Giants and the Edmonton Elks. He says he first heard about American football in Germany from players who had been recruited by overseas leagues. And when the guys came back, they was always telling me about like, yo, you should go to Dusseldorf, Berlin. I'm like, what are they talking about? And then when, I guess when I got that message three, two or three years later, I was like, let's take a chance. Let's take the chance. Johnson says he welcomes the NFL playing its first regular game in Munich this year because it will likely get more Germans interested in American football and his league. The arrival of the new league, however, is another matter. More the thing we are worried about is the other league, the ELF, because they are taking a lot of our players because I get it. But it's just like the German football league personally, but they just have better cameras. That's how I feel. <laughs> Uh, but that's me. <laughs> so the ELF is sort of competition. Yeah, it, it most definitely is competition, especially before the Berlin Thunder. It was already four first league teams in the area, including Potsdam. And we, I think maybe we have 15 football teams from first league to the fourth league in Berlin. So, yeah, it's a lot of competition here. There's a lot of it. <laughs> We'll hear more about that competition when Dino takes us to an ELF Thunder game after a short break. Stay tuned for the conclusion of our story on American football in Germany and the NFL's plans for games here. I'm Verena Hütter, host of The Big Ponder, the Goethe Institute's transatlantic podcast bringing abstract concepts to life through personal radio essays. 
Every other week, our producers turn broad topics into captivating stories told from a U.S. and German perspective. You can find all episodes of The Big Ponder on our website, goethe.de, as well as on your favorite podcast apps. And discover the stories behind The Big Ponder on our radio show, Sounding the Big Pond. It is broadcast each Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on WPFW 89.3 FM in Washington, D.C. We do look forward to connecting with you. The Germany Experience Podcast, where foreigners share their experiences of living in Germany. Supermarkets here drive me insane. But I just said, what are you staring at? No, stop it. Stop it. She's crying. <laughs> There was a shepherd leading a flock of sheep down the street. <laughs> And they give us some advice. Find ways to stay connected to home. Learn how to drive through the roadworks. If you really want to connect with people, learning the language is the key to that. The Germany Experience Podcast. Life in Germany through the eyes of outsiders. Hello, this is Abby, presenter and co-creator of Berlin Briefing. Do you find yourself having trouble understanding the news of the Hauptstadt, usually presented in German? If so, Berlin Briefing can help. We curate local top stories and present them in an 8-10 minute podcast in English every Monday through Friday. You can find us at berlinbriefing.de or wherever you get your podcasts. Democracy. I'm Rachel Tausendfreund, one of the hosts of the German Marshall Fund's podcast, Out of Order. Join our conversations with leaders and experts on what the dark side of tech does to democracy, how the pandemic shapes geopolitics, and other topics of global order and disorder. You can find our episodes and miniseries at gmfus.org or wherever you find your podcasts. We are the German Marshall Fund of the United States, strengthening transatlantic cooperation since 1972. Welcome back to Common Ground Berlin and our special episode on American football in Germany. We've been talking about the NFL, their new European partner, the ELF, and the original German Football League, all of which are working hard to get more Germans interested in professional American football. We joined senior producer Dina El-Sayed at her second professional American football game in Berlin in a single weekend. Less than 24 hours after the Rebels game, the ELF's Berlin Thunder played the Leipzig Kings. According to the announcer, more than 3,000 fans were at the Friedrich Ludwig Jansport Park in eastern Berlin to watch the game. The televised game looked glitzier and better funded than the GFL game a day earlier. But like the Rebels, the home team lost 19-15. I met with McEwen, the AFI website founder, who had come from the States to check out the Berlin Thunder game. I mean, as you can see around us, there's a lot of uh, people interested in American culture, you know, there's a lot of music, there's You know, there's cheerleaders, there's fireworks, there's announcers. It's, I think, a lot of that people either recognize from watching the NFL on TV or their experience is going to NFL games themselves or just the American football culture 
in the U.S. So I think they recognize it. It's like memorable to them coming to the game. They're like, oh, this reminds me of what it, sports are like in America. And I think they, that's attractive to them. ELF Commissioner Izumi is happy with the progress of his new league. TV ratings are great. The market share is increasing rapidly compared to last year, which is obviously for us a huge success. A quarter of ELF teams also have female general managers, which is a rare accomplishment in this professional male sport. We have uh, teams in Poland, in Austria, in Spain, in Turkey, and um, we're going to expand an already communicated expansion for 2023, where we're going to be in Switzerland, in Hungary, and in Italy so far. The ELF feels more like the NFL than its German football league counterpart, but Izumi says they too limit the number of imports. Most of the players, the majority of the players, are Europeans or from their home country or actually their hometown. And then you can have four American players on your roster. Because our mission statement from the beginning was always that we want to focus on the homegrown player. Uh, Because we strongly believe that if you want to build a connection to the local community and you want to get them involved and get them into the stadium, you need local heroes. But Ulrich of German Sport University Cologne says there are limits to the local appeal of American football. I would guess um, also based on our research that they prefer watching American teams because this sport uh, has so close ties, so close associations with the U.S. as a country, and there's also a consumer culture um, surrounding it. And what we found is that people, especially Germans, when watching sports, they prefer to get the original, the authentic experience. And that uh, means American players, American teams uh, from American cities, uh, American consumer culture, tailgating parties, etc. So it's not the sport per se, but it's more the whole experience, and that is very much an American experience. He also cautions against the idea of an exponential growth in American football fans in Germany. It has not really been growing much. Um, Comparing the statistics from 2021 to, for example, 2017, it's pretty much a sideways um, movement with a slight trend upwards. I mean, one thing you could look at is uh, the number of people that watched the Super Bowl. And there was this year it was 1.8 million. Last year it was 2.1 million. 2020, 1.9 million. So over the last 10 years, there has been a slight trend upwards, but not that much. I mean, the numbers have doubled since 2013, where it was a little bit less than a million. Now we have a little bit less than 2 million. So, yeah, it's growing, but only slightly. And I don't expect the numbers to grow that much. But it's a bit bit hard to prognosticate. The fate of ELF's predecessor, NFL Europa, may be a case in point. That league, which ended in 2007 after it reportedly lost hundreds of millions of dollars, was an NFL attempt to expand American football to an international market. 
NFL Europa also served as an overseas farm system, training promising players who were then recruited by football teams in the United States. Izumi believes his league, unlike its predecessor, will succeed. If you compare the status and the standing of football from 07 to now, it's totally different scenario because in 2007, American football wasn't on free TV and especially not the NFL. So the audience really got more excited, got trained, got used to the NFL game, fell in love with it. Uh, you can tell by the attendance uh, for the London games. I mean, if you are in London uh, during an NFL International Series game, all you see downtown is pretty much Germans. It's really crazy. So it's a total different time and scenario compared to 07 to 2022 because football became mainstream in the meantime. It was a niche back then. Now it's mainstream. At the Berlin Thunder game, German fan Bjorn Hesse was equally optimistic. Just give it uh, one or two extra years, and then I bet instead of 3,000 people, also 10,000 people will come to those games. Because this is also what happened uh, 15 or 20 years ago with NFL Europe. Back in the day, we had Berlin Thunder existing here 20 years ago in the Olympic Stadium, also in this one. Um, yeah, but, but this league existed for 10 to 15 years here. This is like a startup. ELF just started last year, we are number, year number two. So you have to give it some time to develop, to approach new fans. And I'm really convinced that this won't go away. This will last for the next five to ten years. The NFL, meanwhile, has big plans for Germany, according to Steinforth, the league's general manager in Germany. We're talking a lot to um, potential commercial partners. We're talking to um, the German Bundesliga, um, so the German Soccer League, about a partnership. Um, but we're also talking to cities and to um, politicians, and everyone seems to understand that there is something happening right now, that there is a lot of growth in that industry, um, and everyone wants to understand where that is coming from and what that means also, you know, kind of almost from a broader perspective, you know, uh, transatlantic relationships. Steinforth says that following the much-awaited Buccaneers and Seahawks game in November, NFL teams will play three regular season games in Germany over the next three years, alternating between Munich and Frankfurt. Thanks for listening to our Common Ground Berlin story on American football in Germany. I'm Dina El Said. Our regular host who helped produce this episode is Soraya Sarhadi Nelson. Our social media editor is Stefano Montali. This episode was made possible by a grant from the Checkpoint Charlie Foundation. The music you heard was Hermes Grey and Town Market by Blue Dot Sessions. Common Ground Berlin is funded by a grant administered by the German Ministry for Economic Affairs and Climate Action. Our partners are the German Marshall Fund of the United States and Goethe Institute. All of our episodes are available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at CG Berlin Podcast. And be sure to check out our website, commongroundberlin.com. <laughs>